朋友们，大家好。Hello, friends. Welcome to Spiritual Wai Mai. 欢迎来到属灵外卖 ，delivering the spiritual food to you wherever you are. 无论你在何处，我们为你速递属天灵粮。This spiritual Wai Mai is a part of a series entitled "The Way of the Cross: The Road to Resurrection," where we retrace the steps of Jesus Christ from Gethsemane to Golgotha. For centuries, Christian pilgrims from around the world have traveled to Jerusalem to walk the Via Dolorosa, or the Way of the Cross. It is the recreation of the journey Jesus took from Gethsemane through the streets of Old Jerusalem to the place where it is believed that Jesus was crucified. For the faithful who are not able to make the physical trip to Jerusalem, some churches around the world have recreated the Way of the Cross in their sanctuaries with a guided meditation of Scripture and traditionally accompanied by art depicting the scenes from the Bible. Now we will complete our journey through the stations of the Way of the Cross with stations 10 to 14. Here, our Lord is crucified. He breathes his last breath. And he is buried. Let us listen with our hearts to the powerful words of Scripture, and may the inspired paintings of French artist James Tussaud lead us to worship our Savior. Station number ten. Jesus is crucified. When they came to the place called the Skull, they crucified him there, along with the criminals. One on his right and the other on his left. Jesus said, "Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing." And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. Luke chapter twenty-three, verses thirty-three to thirty-four. While the nails were driven through his hands and feet, forgiveness was on his mind. As his blood began to flow from his hands. Did his mind turn to the last meal he had eaten, where he held in his hand the cup of wine, and declared, "This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many, for the forgiveness of sins." Matthew chapter twenty-six, verse twenty-eight. From the moment he began to bleed, he compassionately declared forgiveness for the very ones. Who were in ignorance, killing him. The evil thoughts and actions of Jewish leaders, Roman governors, and soldiers blinded them so deeply that they did not even realize that they were committing a grievous sin by killing the Son of God. Dear Father, thank you for compassionately offering me forgiveness for the sin that I don't even recognize. This seems to be a double sin of sorts: the sin of sinning, and the sin of not even realizing. I am participating in sin. Oh Lord, what a wretched person I am! Who will save me? Thanks be to God, who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans chapter seven, verse twenty-five. Station number eleven. Jesus promises his kingdom to the good thief. Luke chapter twenty-three verses thirty-nine to forty-three. One of the criminals who hung there kept deriding him and saying, "Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us!" But the other rebuked him, saying, "Do you not fear God, 
since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And he replied, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. There was only one man on the scene of Jesus' crucifixion that had the spiritual eyes to see that Jesus' death would usher in his kingship of a spiritual kingdom. The convicted thief dying next to Jesus was experiencing the same torturous death. Yet, as he took his final breaths, he had an audacious faith that looked beyond the finality of the moment and longed for eternity. The thief confessed his guilt, proclaimed his faith, and received the gift of eternal life. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 to 9. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ, even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he may show the incomparable riches of his grace, expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Lord God, give me spiritual eyes to see with faith like the thief on the cross. Take my eyes off the hardship and pain of this world and give me a trust in your kingship and a longing for heaven. Thank you for forgiving my sin gifting me with faith and preparing a home for me in heaven. It is only because of your mercy that I can look forward to an eternity with you. Station number 12, Jesus on the cross, his mother and his disciple. John chapter 19 verses 25 to 27. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother, his mother's sister, Mary, the wife of Clopas, and Mary Magdalene. When Jesus saw his mother there and the disciple whom he loved standing nearby, he said to her, Woman, here is your son. And to the disciple, here is your mother. From that time on, this disciple took her into his home. A mother and her son. This heartbreaking scene at the foot of the cross reminds us of the humanity of Jesus and his love for the world. In the anguish of separation from his family and friends, Jesus cared for his dear mother's needs. With great love, he passed his responsibility as eldest son in the family to his dear friend and disciple John, who took this great honor of representing Jesus to Mary seriously and welcomed the mother of Jesus into his home. Jesus gives us the honor of caring for those he loves. We are representatives of Christ on earth. We are his hands, his feet, his loving arms reaching to care for those who are vulnerable and in need in this world. Matthew chapter 25 verses 37 to 40. 
Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in, or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go to visit you? The king will reply, Truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Lord Jesus, your love could not be contained. Even in your dying moments, you selflessly thought of the needs of your mother and friends. Thank you for meeting my needs. I offer myself to you to be your ambassador on earth. Please use me to serve and love those around me. Give me your heart of compassion for the world. Station number 13, Jesus dies on the cross. Luke chapter 23, verses 44 to 47. It was now about noon and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, while the sun's light failed and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus, crying with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. When the centurion saw what had taken place, he praised God and said, Certainly, this man was innocent. As a baby in Bethlehem, King Herod attempted his murder, but Joseph and Mary slipped away to Egypt. In his hometown, they tried to push him off a cliff, but he passed right through the crowd unscathed. In Jerusalem, they picked up rocks to stone him, but he just walked away. From his birth, Attempts were made on his life, yet no one could touch him, not until the appointed time. They severely beat him, but he did not die. They nailed him to a cross. He did not die. It was only when all was accomplished that Jesus Christ gave up his spirit and commended himself to the Father that he breathed his last. No one took his life from him. He gave it up. He willingly laid his body on the cross and offered himself as a sacrifice for you and for me. Romans chapter 5, verses 6 to 8. You see, just at the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Lord Jesus, as I see what you have done on the cross, I join my praise with the centurion. You submitted yourself to death on the cross. As the centurion pronounced, you were innocent. Yet at that moment, you bore my sins and died a death that should have been mine. I thank you and I worship you for willingly dying in my place so I may live forever with you. Station number 14. Jesus is placed in the tomb. Luke chapter 23 verses 50 to 54. Now there was a good and righteous man named Joseph, who, 
though a member of the council had not agreed to their plan and action. He came from the Jewish town of Arimathea, and he was waiting expectantly for the kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then he took it down, wrapped it in a linen cloth, and laid it in a rock-hewn tomb where no one had ever been laid. It was the day of preparation, and the Sabbath was beginning. Jesus has died, and now he is buried. The finality of death has set in as the rock was rolled across the entrance of the tomb. At this moment, it seems that the enemies of Christ have at last achieved their victory. The religious leaders, the Roman government, and the devil who came to steal, kill, and destroy appeared to finally destroy the giver of life. But what the enemy intended for evil, God intended for good. And the sting of death is about to lose its power. Sin was the door through which death had entered the world. Adam's sin unleashed the power of death, and because each one of us also has sinned, death is our reality as well. But Jesus Christ, he never sinned. So how could death have power to touch him? It was because Jesus willingly took upon himself the sins of the world that he succumbed to death on a cross. Hebrews chapter 2 verse 9. But we do see Jesus, who was made lower than the angels for a little while, now crowned with glory and honor because he suffered, so that by the grace of God he might taste death for everyone. Dear Savior Jesus Christ, you accepted the guilt of my sin on my behalf, and you suffered the punishment of death that should be mine. I bow my heart before you, and with lowered eyes and outstretched hands, I say thank you. You have given all for me that I might live for you. His death on the cross was not the end, but just the beginning. From the cross, he pronounced forgiveness over his enemies and eternal life for the sinner who believed. In him, we see love and purpose, and in his death, we experience life. John chapter 12, verses 23 to 25. Jesus replied, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Thanks for having some spiritual limei with us. We hope that you liked it and that it fed your soul. And we hope you come back for some more. We love ya.